Hi there, thank you for joining us today. I'm Father Patrick, and this is our podcast for college Catholics. A couple of episodes ago, I welcomed two of our students in Midas Christi, Andrew and Owen, who are in the process of formation toward the priesthood and have been living in our community here in Michigan for around two years. According to what we said in last episode, in the previous episode, uh, they would now be traveling to Argentina to start their novitiate, but their trip was unfortunately delayed, or if you want, providentially delayed in the hands of God, everything. And um, as they had some answered questions last time that they wanted to ask me, I thought I'd do a follow-up episode. So, Owen, Andrew, how are you doing? Great. Doing great. Glad to be here again. Yeah, incredible that you're still here. Why don't you tell us briefly what happened and why was your trip delayed? Well, we had a lot of paperwork we had to do, you know, with getting a visa because we're going to be there a long time. We needed to apply for a visa and basically we're waiting on documents to come back from the government. How long are you staying in Argentina once you're there? Four or five years. Wow. So it's, yeah, you need a visa for that length. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so it was like a matter of paperwork. So when will you be traveling if it was not last time? We'll be traveling in early February, so in a little under a month. Okay, good. So it's great to still have you here. We'll enjoy your time and also we'll take advantage to ask you some questions here in the podcast. Uh, So my uh, question of your uh, time information here would be, uh, what I wanted to ask you, like it's an input for everybody to uh, maybe interesting, what were your highlights? What was it that you enjoyed more, most being here in Michigan in formation? Yeah, I, I guess two big highlights for me in the, the few years I've been here, they're not really like day-to-day things, they're kind of like big moments. Was one, the first was in my, my first semester here, we had the first uh, priest ordained who was an American for Milos Christi. Father Matthew Father Maxwell, Matthew, right. who was now in California. Right, yeah, so... Awesome. He was awesome a, priest. Yes, great priest. He was a deacon when I, you know, entered first year, and then he was ordained in the November of that semester. And you know, we got to serve the mass. We had all the priests from Milos Christi come, and you saw an ordination, you know, right. for for a priest of Milos Christi. So you could you could see or experience firsthand what you're looking forward to, maybe in several years from now. Exactly. You know, and that was like I was freshly entered. You know, I was at the very beginning, so. To see that, you know, if, you know, this is where I'm going, you know, what right. I'm working towards, someone who's been in the in the process for, for many years now, being yeah, ordained I, was a really beautiful moment. Yeah, and I remember the words of the bishop were really good, uh, his, his homily, Bishop Vigneron. What did he say? Well, he's speaking about how uh, starting from Jerusalem, our Lord uh, redeemed humanity, and now that redemption extends itself to the ordination of this priest who is going to through his ministry, his sacraments, particularly the Holy Mass, baptism, and and uh, conf- confession of sins, sacramental confession, he will extend the work of redemption that Jesus started in Jerusalem. So it starts in Jerusalem, and then through the priesthood, through the church, it extends to the whole world. Pretty amazing. Uh, Owen, what was best for you, or what w- was your highlight of these uh, years here? Well, I would say just in general, um, being able to be a part of this community and a part of that is being formed into a new man and, and receiving this awesome formation that I wasn't able to receive before coming here. So I, I've really appreciated becoming who I think God wants me to be, to be able to serve him in the church in whatever way I can. 
Right, because there's a spiritual, emotional, and also intellectual formation. It's just and not just studies, right? Not just studies. No, it's it's uh, yeah, it's much more than just the studying. There's it's obviously an integral, an integral yeah, formation. Yeah, everything is formative. Um, the, you know, when you're sitting down to, to dinner, having good conversations and laughing, that's formative. You know, it's it's creating you mm -hmm. to be a, a normal, good person, someone that can can relate and give themselves as a gift to other people. Right, and were there, would you say, were there any challenges that you had or difficulties? Of course, I mean, I, I guess everything is uh, very positive, but even there's difficulties which there have to be there. You know, they, they have to be because the difficulties maybe many times help us grow. Right. Um, well, for me, I would say the greatest difficulty would have been, or at least one of the difficulties would have been a, the change from being a missionary, which I think we might've mentioned last time. Mm -hmm. um, I was a missionary with Focus for two years. So you were in a college campus and uh, in America, in the US in a college campus, just as a missionary helping evangelize. Yes, trying to get college students back into the faith. Um, so with that uh, lifestyle, I was constantly working for the good of the students that were around me, which was a lot of work and, and required a lot of my attention on that. And then to come into religious formation here, um, very different in the sense that I wasn't thinking about what I was going to do that, that day for other people. Um, now I'm focused on what what is God trying to, to offer to me in my own formation. So kind of going from an active life to a more formative and contemplative life um, here in seminary was was difficult because I want to do th good things and I want to help people, but I have to do that on God's time. And he wants me, at least for now, to be here, to be formed, to enjoy the goodness of community life, to enjoy um, the goodness of formation and becoming a new man. Right. It's a little bit what uh, St. Dominic says to the Dominicans, right? The, their, their spirituality or motto is to transmit to others what we contemplate first. And that's what a little bit what we do in, in our formation, right? So it's it's a moment where you contemplate more about God, you learn more about God, you study more, you learn virtue, right? It's a more uh, passive moment in order to be able to be stronger and better later when the time comes to be more active, right? So when you have to hopefully in the future, minister to many people, hopefully college students, right? As in we do in Minas Christi and maybe preach retreats and hear confessions. You can give what you have received now, right? right. But if we, don't, if we don't take time to contemplate, if we don't take time that is passive to receive, we cannot give because nobody can give what they don't have. Right. And it's not just you know a sacrifice too to to step away from activism or uh, step away from helping others. It's it becomes not just a sacrifice but a great joy to be able to receive and um, be taken care of by God in so many different ways. So it's mm -hmm. been it's been hard, but it's also been one of the greatest blessings. Good and Andrew, what was uh was there any challenges for you? No. <laughs> Good. No. Okay. That's no, of awesome. Course, of course. I, you know, it's, no challenges perfect. whatsoever. I think with a the caveat, student. <laughs> yeah, right. I think caveat with like any vocation, you know, like we're at the age where a lot of our friends are, are probably getting married and are starting a family and, you know, they for sure have challenges 
in their vocation, you know? So I think any, Earth. of course, any vocation they'll be has, is unique with its challenges and ways God's inviting We're you. We're still in this world. To We're grow. not in heaven yet. Right. Of course. And so I think, you know, y- you talked a little bit last time about the importance of early information learning about obedience. And obviously that's a particular um, aspect of religious life, you know, taking, working to take the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. <clears throat> and yeah, learning to to obey, learning to be obedient is something that's very good. It's very sanctifying, but it's it's challenging, you know, and coming here uh, in call, you know, when I was in college before, even as a missionary, I had a lot of, you know, freedom with my schedule and what I wanted to do and my vacations and, you know, quote unquote freedom. Uh, and so I, I kind of could do whatever I wanted, you know, more or less. And now um, I guess, it, you know, I can't just do whatever I want, you know, and there's times, you know, maybe I'm asked to do things and I would like to say like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent all the time of willing to do this. Uh, but sometimes it's, you know, maybe there's part of me that doesn't want to do something or part of me that um, would like to sleep in more take a day off you know i don't know um, yeah or, or do good things but at a different time right that's so a good now way we're to put pray it, yeah. the rosary but i don't want to pray the rosary now now i want to study some more or read some more the lord of the rings right and, yeah exactly and it's all good but because we're in a religious life we have a schedule in many ways there's a community schedule and some things have to be done at the time that we all do it like when we pray vespers together or we go to dinner together we have to be at dinner you kind of oh now i want to read a little, little a little longer you know right right and i think with all, with all those things it's like the things that are harder also the in the end the best things because it's the mm. obedience aspect is like okay well i'm i can have confidence that i'm doing what god wants you know and in the right. end that's that's a greater fulfillment a greater joy than i don't know being able to like eat chick-fil-a whenever i want or <laughs> right right which is a like great that. one of the greatest things right in this world. which i would love to do of course but you know it's probably better for my sanctification to work with the community and, and be obedient to the superior. Right, and also because doing the will of God is not just about doing good things, it's about doing the good things that God wants me to do at the time God wants me to do them. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. that's, That applies to everybody everywhere in every walk of life. It's not just doing something that is good that is important, it's doing the good thing at the right time and the in the right way. You know, the, the, the good God wants me to do when he wants me to do it. Right. No, that's a good way to put it. And I think I was going to ask, Father, because last time you had mentioned, as I said, a little bit about obedience. And I mean, that word kind of has like a a cringe effect on people yes, nowadays, absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. Today's world. And so I think people see like that with religious life and, you know, they, they immediately get turned off to it or they, it can, I don't know, they may, they maybe they just don't have the best impression of it. So I thought maybe you could share a little bit about, you know, the proper view of obedience or what it, what what does that mean you know for us or for you right i think the the idea was that um part of what you're going to do in the in your novitiate is to learn how to be a, a good religious right uh which again it's of the essence of our vocation right so it's not uh our vocation is not a mainly about doing good things it's about being whom god wants me to be Right, so and above all, God wants you to be, God wants you guys, you two, to be good religious and good right. priests, right? Um, and you you have to be obedient, you have to be chaste, and you have to be poor. So those are the three vows of the religious priest, and you have to do it in the way we do it in Midas Christi, 
right? So we're not Franciscans, we're not Jesuits, we're not Dominicans, and all the Benedictines, we're not all these other good religious orders. In Miles Christi, just as they have to be Benedictines, Dominicans, and Jesuits, we have to be Miles Christi priests, right? So all that you learn in your novitiate and in your times of, form, times of formation. And obedience is important. Actually, all these religious orders uh, have a vow of obedience. But in Miles Christi, we want to give special importance to that vow, right? Um, because it is the greatest sacrifice that we can do of ourselves, right? Uh, to have a sacrificial uh, or to have a um, tough life in poverty or in 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 some other particular apostolate is is important, of course. But the greatest sacrifice that we do, that we could do ever, is the sacrifice of our freedom, of our personality which we do through the vow of obedience. And a little bit of background of this is that um, the reason for obedience is that Christ lived out obedience as a way to redeem the world, right? So Satan, uh, the devil, is a disobedient angel. is an angel who disobeyed God. And he encourages disobedience to God, right? Um, and this is why St. Paul says uh, in the letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so too by one man's obedience, Christ, many will be made righteous. Right. So um, Christ opposed his obedience to the disobedience of Satan. And his obedience was so heroic, so complete, that he entered into the world, as he says in the, in the letter to the Hebrews, to do the will of God, right? As he entered in the world in his incarnation. And also he suffered death out of obedience. He humbles himself unto death, right? And that's what St. Paul says to the Philippians. And there he tells us that we should also try to live obedience. He says, St. Paul, have this mind among yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, and emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Right? And thanks to that, he says, therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him a name which is above every other name, etc. So that's in the second chapter to the Philippians, verses 5 through 8. So what we see there is that Christ redeemed the world through obedience. And therefore, in a world that encourages freedom in a secular way, freedom to do whatever I want. Not the, the real freedom is not to do whatever I want. The real freedom is to do the will of God freely, willingly, right? Because the will of God is what is good. So the true freedom is given to me to love and choose the will of God, right? So we can grow in holiness primarily through obedience. And through obedience, we can overcome all our evil inclinations and the world and the devil wants wants uh, they want to encourage disobedience and a, and a worldly freedom freedom from God and therefore as religious as followers of Christ 
we want to highlight the importance of obedience uh, to God, obedience to God through his representative on earth, which is our superior, right? A religious superior. Of course, it doesn't mean that you have to do whatever crazy thing the superior tells you because there are rules, there are constitutions of the order to which he has to, uh, let's say, uh, abide, right? So he has to abide by those constitutions. And therefore, we always have uh, like a, a background of a net of uh, security, right? That tells us your superior cannot tell you to do weird things or sinful things, right? Um, but apart from that, everything that falls within the scope of the constitutions, the superior can command you to do, and we have to learn to obey, right? So it's a, it's a learning curve. At the beginning, we react, we revolt, we reject, we, we get angry, we say, I, don't, I cannot do this, I, I, I don't want to do this, why should I do this? And then little by little, we learn to die to ourselves and learn to obey and hopefully fulfill the, the vow of obedience. Well, if that's, uh, if that's what we're looking forward to in, in our novitiate, I think Andrew and I are very excited to, to enter into that uh, more deeply uh, down in Argentina. So um, yeah, we're excited for that. And speaking of which, um, we're talking about our formation, mm -hmm. um, the novitiate. I, was, I wanted to ask, um, at least for you, in your own experience, um, when you were uh, a student in my position or in Andrew's position, uh, whether in your novitiate or outside of that, what was it like for you? What was your favorite um, experience within your formation? What did you appreciate uh, within that time so that we can know what to expect and know, mm -hmm. to, know how to make the best of the time? Well, what, uh, there were many, many, many good things. Um, of course, learning theology was great. You know, it was a really exciting moment um, to understand more the scriptures, to understand more my faith, to know how to transmit it better, right? Um, but one thing that I uh, enjoyed, if you want, more um, was the ability or the, the opportunity to know people that otherwise I would have never known oh. and that they become my brothers, right? So mm -hmm. we are now working with the same goal. And before, w w I would have never spoken to these people, right? right. <laughs> because they're somewhere else or somewhere in, in another society and another country. Um, so getting to know people that love the same things that I love, that want to serve God, that want to be holy, that want to embrace the same way of life, even though I don't know them, uh, created a, a very unique scenario and reality that you know I liked a lot. It was really it was a challenge in many ways because again there's always uh, social, cultural, mm, personality differences. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know you're working for the same thing. We're praying for the same reasons and we're striving for the same goals. So that was for me a very very good thing to see. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause I guess community life has its challenges too, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, we're all here with the same mission working for the same goal, you know, and that's a huge, a huge gift. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, so, uh, yeah. So I encourage everyone who's listening to pray for you guys, for that Andrew and Owen and for also every other young man that is in formation, Sam, who is in Michigan now, those who might be coming in the future and all those who are in Argentina, some of them, you know, work came from the U.S., passed through Michigan in the past, are now in Argentina or in Rome, and are soon to be ordained priests, right? So, Yeah, yes. it'd be great. Father, we, we're stirring about us, but it'd be great to hear your 
story a little bit about your vocation at yeah. some point as well. Uh, well, that's a great idea. Um, wh- why don't we do this? Uh, we'll uh, call it an episode this time because we're already about 20 minutes. Right. Wow, um, that flew by. Yeah, it flew by. That's awesome. Um, so then we, we can finish this episode and then next episode, uh, you're going to still be here. So uh, we can record another episode uh, and you can ask me about um, if you want my vocation and awesome. uh, any other questions that you may have related to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sounds great. Yep. Very good. Well, thank you then, Owen. Thank you, Andrew, for being here. Thanks for uh, having us, Father. Yeah, it's always great. I wish you could stay longer to have more episodes like this. Well, one. the paperwork's still not in, so we'll True. see. Okay, we hope that comes in soon so you can so you can go at once. <laughs> so thank you, everyone. And to everyone who's listening, thank you for joining us today. Make sure you tune in next week to listen to the follow-up to this episode. Please follow this podcast in your platform and if possible, leave a review in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. God bless you and we will see you next time.